Welcome to Hello from the Other Side, where we validate how our loved ones on the other side are always with us, ready to help when called on. Here's your host, psychic, medium, and best-selling author of There Is No Death, Only Life, Maria Verdeshi. Hi, my name is Maria Verdeshi. Welcome to my podcast. And today I'm going to be speaking with Erica Plater. Erica is committed to improving the lives of women and children as well as underserved communities. Erica has led workshops in the DC metro area for women and girls in collaboration with Whitman Walker Clinic and DC Rape Crisis Center. She also coaches women along their life and career journeys. Workshop topics have included healing from sexual abuse, living healthy, eating to live, and aspects of self-development. Erica is also experienced in business and organization development, governance strategic planning, strengthening teams, building leaders, and redesigning culture. She has over 25 years in business and nonprofit executive management and now consults organizations in these areas. And Erica, I am so excited to be interviewing you today. And how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Maria. Thank you for having me today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. And you just, you have an amazing, inspiring story with your life. And I love how you empower women. You empower others through your story, what you have gone through. And I just feel like that you do it in such a loving, kind way. So please, if you would not mind, please tell us about your story and how you got to where you got today. Well, you know, it's an interesting story. I think I've always been different growing up in my life. Even trying to fit into my own family, I was different and it just wasn't always, it didn't always work for me. But I also came from a dysfunctional family. And so I grew up not really knowing my worth, questioning my esteem and whether I was good enough in many situations. Because a lot of my young childhood situations told me I was not good enough. Then I entered into relationships with men that, that just perpetuated that cycle of not being good enough. and thinking that I needed to, that love was conditional and that I needed to perform a certain way in order to be loved. And so it wasn't until I was in my last year of undergrad college and I was at the School of Business, I made a call to a clinic because I hadn't been feeling well and they told me I was pregnant. So I was 20. I was getting ready to graduate undergrad in about three or four months. And here I am pregnant with my first child. And it was at that point, I knew I needed to do something different. I was going to be responsible for a whole life that I needed to mold, that I needed to grow, that I needed to take care of. And so I needed to be my best self, the best version of who I could be in order to be good for her or him. I didn't know at the time. But I think that started my entire journey around trying to heal myself. I knew in that moment that I wanted to be a better mother to her than I had ever had myself. And so my healing was going to be key to that. And because of how the universe works, spirit immediately started to put people and experiences in my pathway that took me down this journey of self-healing. I didn't know it in the time, 
hindsight is 2020, but I met so many beautiful women because I actually had issues in trusting women. I didn't know that. But I met women who helped show me what sisterhood looks like. I had women who helped show me what mothering and nurturing looks like unconditionally. I met my Reiki master. And it was in my first Reiki session when I walked in the door, she started to swipe my shoulders. And she said to me, oh, baby girl, you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. And that's not yours to carry. It's not yours to carry. And so she helped me unpack a lot of those childhood traumas, childhood emotions, and unpack why I didn't think I was good enough. She helped me know. She helped me understand that I have a birthright to thrive. I have a birthright to access love and support whenever I need it and that it was there whenever I needed it. And so that's where I began my journey through Reiki. And through my journey in Reiki, that led me to study in Buddhism and shamanism and Ifa and Akan and a lot of other spiritualities and coming to understand that everything we do and it's all about love and it's all about creation. So we are here to create. We are here to love and to experience that in its fullness. And so it helped me then understand that I am a creator and that I have a choice at every step of the way of my life, of the life I want to live, how I want to live it, and that I can create whatever it is that I wanted along that pathway, including self-love, including the love of others, and that the best way to draw things to you is to put it out into the universe, that whole law of reciprocity and the law of karma. And so, yes, and so I began to try to walk my own life path in a way that was full of love, and it was full of conscious choice on a daily basis. Everything from what I chose to wear and understanding that colors represent energy and that energy represent a vibration and that vibration then brings certain energies to you or dispels energy from you. Everything from what I wore to who I interacted with, I let go of a lot of friendships as I grew and as I changed. I started to become very attracted to crystals. And so my very first crystal was a clear quartz to the point where I left it at an old friend's house. And that night I had a dream where a woman came to me in my dream and she was like, you need to go get your crystal (laughs) in my dream. Yes. And so at that moment, that next morning I woke up, I was like, I'm going to get my crystal. (laughs) Yeah. Erica and question here. So along your path also, so kind of like when you had that awakening of, all right, And how, and I love that, how the universe just kind of puts these people in our path that we need. Did you notice that for the most part that you listened and it was like, oh, okay, I need to go here. I need to go there. And then there could have been those places where it was, uh, no, I think that this is okay. And I'm going to do this, even though you were feeling, oh, this is not okay. But no, it kind of feels okay. All the time, all the time. I still have that. So what I've come to learn is your body will never lie to you, right? Your mind may tell you a different story. Sometimes your heart can be a little clouded, but your body will never lie to you. I have had many instances, and I still do, where my mind or my heart wants something more than my spirit needs it. And so I do still make choices that I'm like, I, th- I think I can be okay in this relationship. I can make it work. I'm going to really try. 
And even though the whole way my body is telling me, you're not, this isn't right. We don't feel comfortable. I'm low energy. I feel caged. I don't feel free. So I have had those situations, even in my awakening. That wasn't easy. It was a tough process because I had to let go of a lot of old ideas, ideals, values, people, in order to embrace the person, the woman that I was going to be becoming, the woman that I'm still becoming. I still shed. Over time, you're going to shed parts of your world in order to raise your vibration, in order to find the people, the circumstances, and the situations that will continue to bring you growth. And Erica, okay, so now as you've moved forward and you've shed some of the people and really like we're all human. So I'm going to say, try to stay on track because we are, we're all human. And at times there's going to be that, but I want to make a right. I don't feel like going left and I'm going to go right. And then afterwards we go, yeah, all right. I knew that that was wrong. (laughs) What amazing things have you noticed when you stay on that path? And it's like, okay, we're going to take a relationship. For example, when you close the door on a relationship that is not the best for your soul and for your soul growth, what amazing things have you noticed? And that's when you're fully out of it. So sometimes we say, okay, I'm going to end this, but then we stay in it for a little bit longer. And our soul knows, they know, they're like, okay, yeah, we know you're still going to stay in it. So, but we're going to be patient with you. (laughs) So like I said, we'll take a relationship as an example when you fully stepped out of it and your soul knew it, what amazing things did you notice? Several. I say, number one, instantly I felt lighter. My energy, I just felt lighter. I didn't feel weighed down. I've lost weight without trying because you're kind of shedding that baggage and it can be physical as well as emotional and spiritual. New opportunities, positive people, all those things would start coming to me easily, effortlessly, and consistently. Also, I would have a sense of freedom. And that's probably the best way I could describe it is just freedom. And also, in what, for existence with a relationship, as I close a door in a relationship that I know is not really feeding me the way I need to, I also find a sense of peace um, a lot of times. And it's almost like I also try to meditate on on a fairly frequent basis. You know, consistency is something we're all working on, but it's almost like I walk around in almost a state of meditation, which is really about walking around, being able to stay in that place where where awareness is present at all times. Like being in the moment, in that present moment, you have that mindset at all times. It's easier for me to be in that space, which means I can I can enjoy people better. I can receive my guidance more easily. I understand my next steps in life and it doesn't feel so such a conflict within myself. So I actually flow better when I know I am doing things that are um, that match my spirit, that match my energy and match my purpose. It's just I'm lighter, I'm freer. Opportunities come more easily, more consistently. And there's just this sense of peace and a sense of awareness that I seem to carry more consistently. Because you're in that constant state of joy and gratitude and happiness. And that's the highest vibration that we need to be at to like to pull things in. Because I always like women to know 
Because a lot of times, and again, we're all human, we stay in these relationships longer, especially empaths. So I know I have been at fault with doing this, trying to put the square peg in the round hole, not going to work. But then when you let it go, it's a, you do, you feel lighter. And then it's a, oh my God, the door of opportunities just opened up. Yeah. Yeah. It is a crazy good thing. Yeah. And there's a sense of pride because you, you know, a lot of times as women, we're taught to put ourselves on the back burner. But when you actually choose yourself, whether that's leaving a relationship, whether that's saying no, when you feel like you're supposed to say yes, whether that's going to take a day to yourself to sit at the beach or at a park, you know, we're, we're taught or conditioned to put ourselves on the back burner. But when you choose yourself in situations like a relationship that doesn't really fit your energy or your spirit, there's this sense of pride and there's, there's this sense of accomplishment. And that's the piece I want women to hold on to is that moment of, it's, it is, it's like joy and pride coming together where you can actually say, if I can do this, I can do anything. And it really is about making a choice. If that choice, if you're in a situation and it's not working, you can make a different choice. Like we actually have the power to control our realities in one way or another. Oh my gosh, it's so true. And I just, I hope that a lot of women listen to this today because it's important and it's important to know how much power that they have and they can live that happy, joyful life. Yes. Yeah. And we do have power. We have power to choose. We have power to create, power to love. There's a lot of power that comes with love. And not just, I'm not just talking romantic love. I'm talking about showing someone kindness on the street, saying hello to a stranger. There's power that comes with kindness and love. And so I think women, we underestimate how naturally we love and how naturally we give and how naturally we are of service. And we actually diminish the power that it takes to do all those things. And so I think the more we can stand in our power, which is also about standing in our truth, but also giving ourselves grace, like all of that to me is what power is about. It is about truth. It's about grace. It's about love. It's about creation. It's also about boundaries. I mean, that's all about what it is. When you can put all those elements together and stand in that on a daily basis, you walk through the world kind of armed with almost ancestral knowledge, information, access, as well as the opportunity to create your reality at any given point in time throughout the day. And that's very powerful to know that you have that much control of your environment, but to be able to do it from a place of love and from a place of grace and forgiveness is really where the key is. I love boundaries are so important. Did you also notice that when you said, all right, I need to do this. I'm getting on my path. I'm going to listen. Did you notice that your intuitiveness opened up more? Yes. Whenever I can take time to quiet my mind from all the chit chatter that happens and all the judgments and all the talk that happens of, oh, should I have done this? Or did I do that right? Or maybe I should have gone a different way. So, you know, when I can actually surrender and have that faith and spirit that spirit is guiding me and that even if I do make a choice that's not quite along the path I'm to go, 
there's many pathways to get to the mountaintop. And so I always have an opportunity to make a different choice. But whenever I'm able to quiet my mind and I'm able to be in that space of both power and creation, it's almost like the clarity that comes with that around your intuition gets heightened. I'm talking to you now and I have goosebumps all over me, (laughs) you know, so you can, you can see the messages clearly. You can hear a song, but there'll be those few lyrics in the song that just stand out to you. Even if the rest of the song, you didn't even know it was playing. And so all those little things are messages. If you can just have that clarity in the moment and listen to your intuition, you can see the world open up in different ways to you where the guidance you need and the wisdom that you're looking for is around you every day and it's inside of you at the same time. I love that. And I love that about the song lyrics because I get that a lot with song lyrics. Sometimes I'll get it before reading, sometimes during one, but I love it when spirit also will send it to me if maybe I'm having just one of those ho-hum kind of a days. I'll start hearing a song over and over and it will lift my vibration where then I'm on a whole new kind of smiling going, oh, I can do that now. I feel so much better. Oh, music, dance. You know, when I really want to, when I feel like I'm stressed and the world is weighing me down and, you know, I don't really have anywhere to turn. I just want to cut music on and dance. You know, you find your freedom there. You can clear out all that yuck and get back to being centered in yourself. So there's so many different ways we can uh, really try to use the things around us, whether it's sitting in nature or music or dance or other things to clear out that yuck and allow us to get back to being centered in ourselves and also being able to hear spirit around us as spirit is guiding us because we all have access. It's not just the given few, it's all of us. Exactly. I've told people too, when they're like, well, Marie, I don't have sage to sage my house or clear my house. And I'll say, do you have a radio? Do you have your, is your phone? You can hook a song up to YouTube, yeah. just play it. Yeah. And you will notice your vibration rising. Oh yeah. And the power of words. I'd have to say through my journey to through my own healing and my own work on myself, Understanding the power of words and the power of I am and anything that comes after that has been critical critical to me, too, in raising my vibration. Because even if I didn't feel it, if I can tell myself, you know, enough that I am joyful, I am experiencing peace, I am one with the universe and nature, that if I can go through that process enough, eventually you believe it. And eventually you can see your world change around you based on how powerful your words are. So also just being mindful of the words we choose, even when we're not feeling our best, can also help us get through that yuck and get to the next place. Oh my gosh, I love that. Because as women, we are harder on ourselves. And it's a, well, whether it's about weight or something else with our appearance, or I need to be doing that, or I should be better at that. I just feel like that we are so hard on ourselves. We are. So I do, I have, I try to counter all that negative talk as soon as it, because it also is because I was conditioned as a young child to think I wasn't worthy. And so I, I have learned coping mechanisms throughout my life that I try to help give other women around how do you counter some of those things? Because Self-healing is a lifelong journey. It never really ends, but what you want is that the healed parts of you show up 
first, right? Before the parts that were traumatized or hurt or that broke at some point. It's about making sure the part of you that's healed shows up first. And so part of that is how do you create that other voice that counters all those negative talk? Like, oh my gosh, I really wish I could lose 10 pounds. But at the same time, I mean, my body still works for me. I can walk, you know, I can run, I can ride a bike, I can work out, I can dance. And so, okay, it might not be exactly where I want it to be, but I'm so grateful for the body that I have. And I'm actually beautiful because I'm built the way that God wanted me to be built. So it's really countering those negative talks when they come up with either a positive or, okay, that might be kind of true, but I have all this to still be grateful for. So staying in that place of gratitude as well will allow you to shift your energy, shift your vibration and your thinking, as well as the affirmations and the I am statements. I love that. You're kind of answering my next question. My next question would be, what would a session be with you? What do you do with your clients? So a lot of times we'll sit and first, I really want to talk to my clients about what they want to receive out of our, our time together, because I am here. What I really enjoy is shepherding people through a process where they actually either uncover or awaken or reawaken their own potential. So I'm there to guide and I'm the hype woman. I am there to be your growth and confidence coach, but I want to know what you want for yourself. And then from there, we'll start to talk about what you perceive to be your barriers or the boundaries that are not allowing you to reach your full potential in your life in the way you would like to. And we can pick different areas to talk about whether it's relationships or career or just personal growth, um, how you show up as a mother, all kinds of things. I let each person pick the area they want to talk about. We talk about the boundaries or the challenges, and then we actually talk about what can we do differently. And where do we start? Where are some small places we can start to affect change? And a lot of times it's conversations, but I also give exercises. There'll be books. We talk a lot about books to read because there's a plethora of information out there for folks to tap into. And then sometimes assignments to go out into the world and do different things. And how do you maybe go out one day and practice saying no in situations where you have always given the obligatory yes and do it one time. Because repetition will also be part of the process of change for many of us as we go through our self-healing. Even when it comes to forgiveness, you can say you forgive someone that first time, but it doesn't actually settle in until you may maybe have said it for the hundredth time. But taking people through the process of repetition and activities and conversations to uncover what the challenges are, which usually are illusions because we are creators. So therefore we can recreate our realities by making different choices. And so I help them make other choices so they can then create the life that they would like to have. I love that. And I love that one of the exercises would be to go out and say, no, gosh, I I can't even tell you all the times I'm a, oh, sure. Oh, okay. When really inside, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just said yes. I have no time for this. How am I going to fulfill this commitment? I really wanted to say no. Why did yes come out of my mouth? Mm-hmm. And, and if you think about like over it. Yes, yes. And we use language all the time. I was having a conversation with my daughter and you know, she's been doing some journaling since so she's been visiting with me. And I said, well, when you go home, do you want to continue this? And she was like, I think I will. So, you know, words like think or I just, you know, we do a lot of filler words that actually negate the power of the sentence that we're trying or the action we're trying to claim in our life. And so 
saying no is one exercise I would do with my clients. But some of them could be, let's erase the word just or the or word like from your vocabulary for the next 24 hours. And so give very give statements that are strong statements and not statements that feel iffy, that still negate your power that you're standing in as a person. So it's a, it depends on the person. But, you know, we do that a lot as women. We apologize when we don't need to apologize. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we so, right. We do so many things that actually diminish our light and it diminishes our own power, which then diminishes how we show up in the world. And so, you know, I'm really trying to help women kind of add a new lens to their perspective so that they can show up all the time and as their best self, which is how they define it, not how I define it. Oh my gosh, Erica, I I love you. You are just a beautiful person inside and out. Your soul shines. I'm so happy that you could be here today because I really want people to really get to know you and your serve you have such a valuable service. And I just I want everybody to see it. Well, thank you, Maria. I have enjoyed getting to know you over the last couple of years and I see your own growth and which I think is such a beacon for others who want to do similar work as you. And I just appreciate you having me on today and being able to just share a little bit of my story and a little bit of how I see the world and how I see the power and the potential that we as women in particular, I mean, we all have it, but you have to say, I am a little biased, (laughs) but you know, we as women carry so much power with us that could be used in such really great ways that I just feel very drawn and very committed to helping women do just that. Oh, I love Thank it. You. Thank you everyone for joining us. And I'm going to have um, Erica, I'm going to have her bio and website. It's all going to be posted in with this podcast so you will see it right there and thank you everybody thank you for joining in today and thank you erica for being here thank you maria thank you for listening to hello from the other side you can connect with maria and book a reading at mariaverdeshi.com while you're there be sure to join her email list and be the first to receive special offers